welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did, and we've got a lot to talk about. We got patch 1.1.8. We got a lot of information regarding some of the lore in Sea of Thieves, as well as a behind-the-scenes video covering the Brigantine stories and more. Hang in there. First up on today's docket, those of you who went to San Diego Comic-Con or purchased merchandise from Rare's online store should have gotten the code for the Huntress figurehead. If you didn't get the code and you meet the requirements, double check that it didn't get swallowed up by the spam filter. Otherwise, you can reach out to Rare on Twitter or their forums. That being said, it's an amazing figurehead, but I'm still waiting for the spinal one from killer instinct to come out here's hoping that gamescom will have uh will be the place when that actually happens since it happens to be right after cursed sales ends this week we got patch 1.1.8 and it's actually quite an easy patch to cover there were some minor fixes to cosmetics as well as improvements to lighting and effects with water in the ship Uh, most of what actually came this patch was in the form of teasers leading up to cursed sales so while we didn't get a whole lot of content, we got a lot of kind of uh, uh, lead into curse sales that I want to cover. So if you've been to Golden Sands Outpost in the last week, you'll have noticed that there is some green smoke uh, coming from the weapon shop that Wanda operates. Salt is was with her, um, and, and you know, he's not really gone, but he's changed from his normal kind of portly self to a smaller version of himself. So if you go to the weapon shop at Golden Sands, if you look up above the door, you'll actually notice perched on the top of the roof is a skeleton parrot who's a bit cheeky with his comments. So you can find him up there if you actually go up onto the roof thanks to some nearby rocks or maybe you want to get creative and use a cannon to shoot yourself up there. You can actually go talk to the skeleton parrot who happens to be named Salty. So Wanda has also changed a bit. If you go into the skeleton or if you go into the shop, you'll have noticed she's now hiding her right arm. This is similar to what what she was doing in the first half of July. Her right arm is now a skeleton arm and her right eye is now white and clouded over as if it was dead or blind she she also has behind her the shelf that was normally just laden with blunderbusses now has these glowing orbs or or cursed cannonballs that are presumably what they are her animation is interesting because it's exactly as it was the second week of july and originally i thought this was an accident that it was intended to be part of cursed sales post attack i figured when cursed sales was coming they would lay siege to the outposts and the merchants would get damaged in the fight and they would be kind of you know, kind of holding their wounds as if, you know, she had a ban- she had a uh, bandana or a, or a bandage around her arm. So I figured maybe she'd been cut or something and she was just kind of looking at it and stuff. But looking back at an old video, it definitely looks like she's inspecting her hand. And I have a feeling that that was something that was definitely in there by accident, but we didn't know at the time that she would become one of the most popular and legendary weaponsmiths the Sea of Thieves has ever found out. Just for a second, let me talk about these globes. So if you're looking at the globes on the shelf, there are two colored types with different images for some of them. The purple ones have a mast with the sail raised, while the green ones have a crescent moon 
uh, with a, a cloud and some stars a broken bone, and a tankard for the three different ones that we've seen. Based on some of the information given to us from E3, as well as other video updates and some of the uh, posts that we've seen from Rare, I've kind of worked out what I think each globe will do. The the cursed cannonballs, as I'll just refer to them because I'm, I'm certain that that's what those are, will have two different classes. The purple type, which will affect ships, and the green type that will affect pirates. I don't think we've seen all of the cursed cannonballs, as rares mentioned types, that aren't actually on display here. The Tankard will probably make players on a ship drunk. The Broken Bone will cause everyone on the ship to limp. And the Nighttime or Moon Ball uh, will force the Sleep Emote for players. There, There's actually been some... some contention on this point. Uh, there's some people online disputing the interpretation of the moon-cursed cannonball, saying that it will impair vision of pirates on the ship. While I agree, while, while I agree that that might be the case, it wouldn't hold very much value during night battles, whereas a sleeping effect for a cursed cannonball would still be effective day or night. The bigger question here is, how did they get the cursed cannonballs in the first place? As Rare has stated that the skeleton crews during curse sails will be the first to have them, and we'd have to get them from the skeleton ships. This leads to the next thing we, we got from Rare on Friday. We got another page from the Tales from the Sea of Thieves. This page is titled Beware Curses, and it's written by Nine Cats Nura perspective with some annotations from Diving Bell. In the page, they talk about curses that are on the Sea of Thieves and how they've come to respect them a bit more after coming in contact with Captain Flameheart's cursed chest. The biggest bit of information that ties into the cursed sails and Wanda is the mention of how things become cursed. Nura goes on to talk about how she thinks they are a result of strong feelings hatred, rage, even deep sadness. She mentions these emotions get quote-unquote stuck on items like a pendant or a weapon or even a ship. There's a mention of how the Order of Souls thinks those with the know-how can place curses on items like chests that might make you feel drunk or turn your fingers into gold. The rest of the page is more of a warning about curses, but this talks a lot about how things got to where they are now in the Sea of Thieves. The mention of feelings to how Wanda wants to be known as the best weaponsmith in the Sea of Thieves, that lust, that drive, pushing her to make a cannonball with the help of Salty that is cursed. Also, the deep sadness referencing the chest of sorrows that we see in-game. A cursed item that could turn your fingers to gold gives us an idea of how the gold hoarders' representatives at each outpost look the way they do after years and years of dealing with cursed chests. I also wonder if this is somehow the how how the order of souls merchants how they their eyes you know they have those those dark kind of weird eyes that have the the it's almost like their mascara is running too much that's the best way i can describe it like their makeup is is uh, uh washed down and it's kind of coated their eyes and dealing with these cursed skulls for however long they've been doing it the ones that we keep bringing them if this is how this is happening 
if this is how these people have ended up the way they have, is it possible that we might be able to see this in the game? Is, is, is this how we possibly get this feature? All this is to say that I'm, I'm going to go way out on a limb here and say Wanda is the cause for the cursed sales, and we should start calling her Wanda the Wicked. So I really, okay, let, let's talk about customizations for a second here because, because seeing Wanda being turned into a skeleton brings up a very serious request to the dev team. If it's possible to have characters with part of their body being cursed. With Wanda having a skeleton arm, I think there needs to be a means for players to have the same thing. It could be a skeleton leg or a hand, maybe even half their face. Maybe they don't even need to be a skeleton. Maybe we could be on our way to turning into mer people and have mer mer folk uh, attributes. This this really gives a player it gives the players a chance to really flesh out how they want their pirate to look by taking away said flesh. Savvy. All right. Now, now we we've covered the lore side of the game. Let's get into what to actually expect with curse sales. If you didn't know. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go back to a Twitter post that I did where I have a a list a, a list I kind of listed a short summary of all the things added, and the cursed sales link in the show notes has all of the photos to check out what the new stuff looks like. So here goes. All right. Curse sales. What to expect? What's coming? Is it worth it? Well, of course it's going to be worth it. Otherwise, why are you listening to my show? Now that I've covered the lore side of the show, I want to get into some of the stuff that is actually going to be really cool. So just kind of in a bullet point fashion, I'm just going to cover some of the things coming. So new bone crusher equipment. So the stuff that we've been getting with the weapons and the skeleton thrones and the powder cake skeletons, we're getting more of that. I actually thought we were getting that with the third build round adventures that was just before that we just got done with the cursed mermaids i thought that was actually going to be where we were going to get this new bone crusher equipment and because we didn't because we got this whaling uh barnacle set i'm i'm really questioning myself i'm really wondering because the videos that we had a while back talk about the cursed cannonballs and two events that we were going to be doing to kind of introduce these well, we got the two events, and we got the Bone Crusher gear, and then we had a weird detour. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe the team wasn't quite ready to release Cursed Sales. Uh, originally, I thought this was going to be coming out on the 17th because we had the two announcements for Bilgerad Adventures for two weeks. And that would have been a month after E3 when they announced Cursed Sales uh, and Forsaken Shores. And now we get this Bilgerad Adventure that has a very different cosmetic set unlike anything and it's not tied to anything skeleton either and it felt like we were going with a big theme here you know we had skeleton thrones and then we had powder keg skeletons and then mermaid statues that have a whaling barnacle set so where's where's that fit in and i wonder if maybe there was something that was going to be a lot grander with this event that got chopped and they pushed it forward 
to give the team working on curse sales a little more time to, to kind of finesse it, a little more testing involved with the pioneers, as well as internal testing. And that the reason we're getting curse sales at the end of the month is not because that was when it was intentionally planned, but because that was when they wanted to give more time to work on it, to kind of tweak things and stuff. So with the bone crusher equipment that we're getting with curse sales, I think that was intended to come right after powder cugs, powder keg skeletons but they've got some awesome looking gear it looks amazing it's a compass a skeleton head for a tankard a speaking trumpet the shovel which i love the shovel the hurdy-gurdy the hurdy-gurdy has a, a rib cage around it the concertina's coming they've got a drum they've got a bucket the lantern the spyglass the lantern is another skeleton head that you just hold up and it looks like a skeleton head it's in a light oh god it's beautiful the spyglass a watch piece and they're also adding a belt, an eye patch, and boots to go along with the Bone Crusher clothing that we got in for in the the Skeleton Thrones event. So it really kind of leads me to believe that we should have been getting curse sales a lot sooner. And for whatever reason, probably testing and hopefully testing, they pushed it back to ensure that it was going to be a bit smoother of a launch, which I'm totally fine with. I would much rather do that. In fact, this week of no Build Dread Adventures has helped me really kind of grind out some gold for all this new stuff. We're also getting new hairstyles and colored hair dyes. As much as I love this, it's kind of great because we're getting some new clothing, or we're getting new clothing, we're getting new bone crusher equipment, we're getting new hairstyles, and be the, be able to actually dye our hair. This is great because I've seen some very well-themed hairstyles coming out. Uh, I, I'm still going bald. Sorry. <laughs> as much as I would have loved to have some different hairstyles or uh, maybe change my hair color, I... I think I'm just going to stick with the way I am. I, I really kind of enjoy it. I might dye my goatee maybe black so it kind of fits in with who I am normally. Anyway, we're also getting some new tattoos and scars that are coming. And it looks like we'll finally be able to give ourselves what looks like facial scars, like three fingered swipe across the face and the chest kind of reminds me of avatar with the uh the one guy that, that ended up being the bad guy sorry spoilers he ended up becoming a bad guy i'm not going to say his name but anyway he had the three scars on his face it kind of looks like that and the tattoos uh have a skeleton head with a hat um right in the middle right below your neck and then uh what looks like blades going across your clavicle it looks really good and then on your right arm it actually has the bones the 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 bones that are in your your actual arm tattooed on the outside of the skin so it looks like a, a skeleton hand kind of tattooed on the outside of your arm it looks really cool and i'm looking forward to to seeing how those look in game i uh, i really wish the customization tools were in place so that i could keep the keel hall tattoo on my back and then have a skeleton arm on my right arm as well as like the skeleton head and the swords across my clavicle on my chest that would be amazing can i can i please have that Please just let me have that. Also with this update, if that wasn't enough, we're getting an entirely new cosmetic set called The Hunter. And it looks really beautiful. I gotta say, I love the kind of maroon color that they're going with and the style looks interesting. I really want to see how this looks in game before I start buying any of it, but I already have so much other stuff to buy that I think I might have to hold off on this one just for now. But it is also coming with a full line of equipment as well as weapons on top of the clothing. So if, if, 
The bone crusher stuff wasn't enough, and the new hairstyles and colored dyes, as well as the tattoos and scars, we're getting a whole brand new set of gear to look at too. But that's that's not even it. We still moving into for people with Pirate Legend status, if you're a Pirate Legend and you've been grinding out that Athena's Fortune reputation for a while, congratulations because you put in the work and you're going to get some awesome, some amazing legendary cosmetics for your ship. They have this, and this was something that I thought was coming with Curse Sales, and I saw a photo of it a long time ago that someone had data mined, and then someone else posted it on Facebook, and then someone else had taken that photo and sent it to me from Facebook, and I, I talked about it a little bit, but we're finally going to get it, and it's this kind of black with teal bone kind of aesthetic, and we're finally getting the the, the figurehead of the skeleton cloaked in, sh in clothing, you know, sh shrouds of, of fabric with the lantern raised high, and it looks sick. I can't wait. The only problem is I don't have the Athena's rep yet. Because I'm just barely Pirate Legend, I haven't had a whole lot of time to grind out Athena's rep. It's, it's a tough grind. I'm level four right now, and thanks to a Reddit post by who I can only assume is Ted Timmons, he said that the pieces are going to be made available for levels 3, 5, 7, and 10. And there was no mention of which pieces were going to be made for what levels. But if I had to take a guess, it would probably be this. It would probably be level 3 is the hull, level 5 is the sails, level 7 is the figurehead, and level 10 is the flag. Because I feel like most of the people that are Pirate Legend are somewhere between 3 and 7, and they want to be able to have that. So the, the, the trick here is you also have to be Pirate Legend. So all of the people that have level 4 or level 5 Pirate Legend, or not Pirate Legend, Athena's reputation still will not be able to buy these cosmetics. You have to be Pirate Legend, and you have to have good standing in the Athena's Fortune reputation. I love that. I just got to work my way up to it because I'm not going to I'm not going to play this game for very long if I can't get those. So I got to grind out those Athena Fortune rep. It looks amazing and I can't wait. Anyway, Moving on. All right, I, I, I had to take a break there and compose myself. Moving on to stuff that we're still getting with, yeah, we're still getting other cosmetics. So if you didn't know, there was an image last week or was, I think it was the week before. It was during San Diego Comic-Con that we saw this image of a red and white sails with Kraken, with a Kraken skull on the front as a figurehead and skeletons uh, themed liveries for the ship on the brigantine, and it had those custom cannon uh, cannon things that that weren't supposed to be there. So, yeah, you, hopefully you guys have seen it. If not, I don't. I, I can probably help you. Just message me. I guess I'll, I'll show you a picture later on. I guess. Anyway, that stuff is finally coming. That is also coming with cursed sails. So. It's going to be through Duke the Bilgerat, as far as I understand it. I saw an image leaked that was sent to me uh, from a person that I guess was in the Pioneer program. I don't know how they get this stuff. It just gets sent to me, and I just look at it. But supposedly, and this is all speculation because I have no proof other than what someone could have doctored up. The, In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if this was doctored up just to try and get me to talk about it. But anyway, the, the, the presumably, each piece will be 40 doubloons 
from Duke, and it will be part of the time-limited campaign items. So we, we don't know how we're supposed to get the doubloons. We haven't seen any information about that other than kind of understanding that we're getting cursed AI, uh, cursed AI ships, and we will probably have to kill them as well as dive into how this curse originated and we'll probably get rewards for commendations that will give us doubloons and then titles as well it's hard to know but we'll, we'll see for sure in a couple days it's not that far it's tuesday i can't wait uh if that wasn't all we're also getting the new ship liveries that look like they will be tied to the curse sales event as well. This is this is also part of the time limited campaign. So the 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 stuff that's coming that we saw the image of that's really cool. It's got the Kraken figurehead, the red the red sails and the red ship. That's all coming. It's time limited. We're also getting three different sails: a green and red one, a yellow and blue one, and a purple and dark purple one. The, the green and red one will probably represent the ancient isles with its markings similar to a lot of the ancient wall paintings that we see. It's very kind of stuff that's it's kind of old ancient style with very, very rigid uh, markings. The yellow and blue with its clouds and birds and rocks could be the shores of plenty uh, from what I, well, I'm going to throw that out there and say. And the, the purple ones with the shipwreck and the thorns laden about will probably represent the wilds. And these will also be available from Duke, uh, though I don't know how we're supposed to get those. But those are intended to be stuff that is just for representing each of the different seas. So while you're going out and you're actually accomplishing, uh, saving these outposts, you're, you're going to earn, somehow, you're going to get these, uh, these sails. Believe it or not, these are just the cosmetics. We're also getting the new Brigantine ship, which will be the two-mass, two-cannon, three-person ship that will give a better play experience for those who don't want the full weight of a galleon to sail around, but have more than one other friend to sail to the seas with. While I haven't gotten to sail this ship, I'm really looking forward to how it works out later this week. Right now, we've had enough information about this ship, but I did want to mention again that Canon customizations will not be available this content update. And that's the crow's nest has been moved to the mizzen or mizzen i guess it would be the main mast the foremast would be the front one and then the main mast would be the second one so there's not really i mean i, I guess i wouldn't call that the mizzen anyway I'm, I'm getting into nitpicky details so now that you have your new ship your new clothing and your new liveries what better way to show them off than by making an alliance with another crew and last week alliances uh, i talked a lot about that because we got a really good video that kind of talked about how that was going to work out so make sure you listen to last week's episode when i talked about alliances as well as uh freddie prince jr uh alliances are coming with this update and i can't wait to see how well it works out there is one bit of information that i learned as a result of this week's information and that's experience yeah reputation reputation will be shared across alliances this is an addition to gold but we still don't know what percentage cut will be turned in or gotten by other crews turning in loot so now with all of this said we're, we're ready to do a quick dip into what curse sales even will entail even everything i just everything i understand 
from this is based on what I've gleamed from Rare's information and a bit of my own speculation. There, there will be an outpost per region that will come under attack based on which one has the quote-unquote call-out banner placed by the skeleton crews. You will have to take out the skeleton armada to rescue the outpost. Once you've cleared out the skeleton menace, the outpost will return to normal and you can use it like any other day. Alongside the battle against the undead, you will have to work out how the skeleton invasion came upon us. This is where I think we will be sent out to explore different islands around the Sea of Thieves, hopefully to find different clues that can tell us how Wanda and Salty got their hands on these cursed cannonballs. I'm hoping that Salty the parrot, or the skeleton parrot I should say, will tell us to follow our nose as we sniff out the source of this curse. The website says that they're working out the myth. This mystery will unlock new unique rewards, which to me means special titles tied to commendations that reward doubloons. I'm hoping that this isn't something that is tied to each week of the three-week campaign campaign is as different sets of progression, since I know not every pirate will have time to log on each week and be able to complete these. Um, the curse sales update will also bring some discounts to the merchants, so hopefully you saved your gold and can get a good bargain on Tuesday. <laughs> Next up on today's docket, I just want to do a quick little dive into another one of the behind-the-scenes videos that we got. And I have to say, I really love these. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was the, the long desire for me having DVDs and stuff to find out how movies got made. But seeing these videos is really kind of cool to watch and see just how some of the stuff in Sea of Thieves came about. And I hope that... I hope that they keep doing these because I, I actually learn a lot just from a game development perspective how hard it is to work on building new features. So as as we got to take a look at this, I was actually kind of surprised to find out that they originally hadn't really planned on making an additional ship, at least as far as I know. They, they were surprised by community feedback that they wanted to have a ship that was somewhere between a sloop and a galleon. And I can totally understand that. They, they felt like the galleon and the sloop were perfect, and they balanced a lot of how each server works and how many people are on servers based on the number of ships and crew sizes on them. And adding an additional ship provides a lot of challenge to the balance team to find out how much damage should a ship between the two give them. What's the turn radius? How much uh, rudder force there is? What's the acceleration rate for it? How does it act in storms or during the Kraken? Does it get attacked by the Kraken? Does the Megalodon affect it the same way as it does a Galleon or Sloop? It's it's interesting to find another ship in the mix, and I, I couldn't welcome it more, but I was really surprised that they don't have a whole line of ships, especially, especially considering the art book has... So many different amazing designs, so many concepts that they came up with when they were developing this game over the five years. And to find out that the Brigantine is going to be the first 
ship, I hope that it's not the last. I hope that we're able to change up different types of ships as well. But there's a lot that goes into bringing a new ship into the game. You have to make sure all the things are placed in the correct places. You have to test a lot of it to make sure stuff isn't glitched through. You have to make sure that there's different things to ensure that when it dips down into a wave, that the whole ship doesn't go under the water and then just magically pop back up just completely fine. It's, it's amazing to find out just all the stuff that goes into bringing one new ship into the game. And if there was one thing that I want to just bring out of that video, other than everything, there was just a little tidbit that I noticed. And that was that the name for the file for the ship when they showed the video uh, of Andrew like, kind of looking at the white box model, the file name said Athena's slash Athena's fortune, I believe is what it said, slash bilge rat. And I kind of wonder, like, why would you name the brigantine that? Why would it be under those folders in a save file? Why wouldn't it be under its own folder for the brigantine? Why, why is it under Athena's folder in like a bilge rat folder deep within the, like it's, was that a ploy? Were they just trying to kind of send us off on a weird breadcrumb trail? Am I the only one that like dived in as soon as I saw that Maya folder extension? I was like, oh, I got to see where that is. I want to know what the file system is because that might give me some clues as to what's going on. Did they just dump it into a random folder just to throw me off? Did they, did they put that or is it just kind of that's what they started with and that's where it was? It got my brain kind of turning some gears and I don't know what it means, but I just thought I'd point, point that out. Um, I think that's going to do it as far as the news goes. There's, there's, uh, it, it, we're two days from launch. It, it comes out on Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm going to be streaming some of it. Uh, I know I'm going to jump in to begin with to kind of work stuff out, but that's going to be 6 a.m. on Tuesday. I don't think anyone's going to be up to watch me on 6 a.m. Tuesday, but I'm definitely going to be out there sailing with, I believe, Bodhi Slam and Captain Nightmare uh, or N13 Insomniac if you see him in game. And it's, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. I want to dive into this as much as possible. Anyway. <laughs> Next up on today's docket, Captain's Log. That's right, it's another story from your own Captain Logan. And this story is going to be one from the Discord server that I run. Uh, it's going to involve Evil Monkey as well as Miguela and one of his friends. And it's going to be the tale of Athena's fortune. That's right, we, we went out and we grinded an Athena's fortune. And I have to say, it was probably one of the most amazing, long, really profitable nights I think I've ever had in Sea of Thieves. It started out great. We got an Athena's uh, quest, and we started out in the wilds. And shortly after getting to what I believe, I think we started out at Old Faithful Isle, and then we went over to Sunken Grove. And then shortly after getting to Sunken Grove, a skull fort popped and in the wilds. And we figured, well, it's right there. I mean, if anything, we're going to have first dibs and it'll be easy enough to fight off any kind of other ships that come in as opposed to trying to get in there and get out uh, with another ship there first. So we just happily go over and take an entire skull fort just to ourselves. It was quite easy <laughs> and it ended up being a lot of fun. We went 
we continued on sailing around the wilds, collecting more and more gold. Mind you, we didn't turn anything in. In fact, we just kept it all on the ship. So as we're sailing around, picking up all this loot, we've got a couple message in a bottle mess or voyages that lead us to different islands where each of them had four different captains on there. And by the time we started sailing down into the ancient isles, we must have had at least 10 chests and roughly, I'd say at least another 10 skulls, not including anything that we found in shipwrecks, mind you. But we've got quite a hefty load on our ship and we're sailing around and we're getting kind of ballsy. So we continue on down into the ancient isles where we start to see our first um, our first group of opposition. Uh, we actually make it through most of the ancient isles without seeing anyone or a couple sloops here and there, but nothing to really worry about. They kind of leave us alone as we're just kind of sailing around doing our own thing. And we end up going around and sailing to some of the other, uh, like Plunder Valley was one of them. Uh, I believe we went over to Snake Isle at one point, but needless to say, we're stacking copious amounts of loot on this ship and it would only take one very skilled crew to actually take us down we get to the final uh grouping of islands and i think at that point we had actually had uh turned in most of the loot and finished the athenas we finished up the athenas and right as we were finishing up the athenas i believe is right about the time and they'll probably correct me and it was a while ago so forgive me if this is not as accurate as it was uh they'll they'll probably let me know in the discord as they're wanted to do another skull fort appears and i kid you not we finished up our athenas voyage we had we turned in all the first skull fort loot and we went and did a second skull fort loot and i think by the end of the voyage, by the end of the night, I think we had probably spent somewhere between four, maybe even five hours worth of sailing together. And we pulled out somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60,000 gold in that one night. And it was the most profitable voyage I think we'd ever completed. And it was definitely the most fun. I can't remember a time where... I've gotten that much gold in just one session. It was great. Uh, even with some of the Pirate Legends crews that I've been running around with since I hit Pirate Legend, I don't think I've made that much gold. But it was a pleasure to be able to do it with the actual keel-hauled crew in tow. Uh, that being said, I also had some really rough uh, voyages out there as well, too. I went with Captain Jorvik, or House of Jorvik. If, if you listen to the First Mate's log from last week, we went and we did a skull fort. And it was kind of amusing because when we got there, it had already completed. We, we got on the server, we looked around, we said, okay, we went and did one voyage, and then the skull fort was there. We decided to go sail over there, and and as we got there, it was gone. And two galleons were sailing towards the island. So we get to the Crow's Nest outpost, and we notice that they're all kind of fighting each other. We're, we're throwing a couple cannonballs here and there. But then we actually decided to make an alliance with one of the galleon crews. And we ended up sinking uh, one of the galleons, and they started to eventually come back. Well, the other galleon didn't know where the key was. 
and we didn't know the key, where the key was, but we, we knew that one of the two galleon crews must have had knowledge of where this key was. And because they were both sailing to the to Crow's Nest outpost at the time, we understood that because they didn't have the key, our, our allied partners didn't have the key, and the crew that we sank was heading directly towards the island before we got there, that they didn't have the key on them. So the key had to be somewhere on the fort. And man, this this was the cautionary tale of that night because we proceeded to spend at least two, if not three hours trying to work out what was going on with this Skull Fort key. And I kid you not, we allied with the Galleon. Then we allied with a nearby sloop team that was soloed, or actually it was a, a nearby sloop that came in to, to get the loot as well, and they were a solo player. So we had a three-ship team, and the one galleon that we sunk originally started to come back, and we and, and Jorvik did a great negotiation with them to say, hey, look, we know you know where the key is, and we have three ships, so how about we make a bargain? And the bargain is simple. You tell us where the key is, we'll cut you in on some of the loot. They told, it was on, it, they told us it was on Snake Island. None of us believed it was on Snake Island. But the only way we were going to get them to actually come back is if we sent a couple ships out to Snake Island to let them feel like, we actually believe them. So we send a couple ships out. One of the other sloop, the other sloop actually had to go. They gave up and they, they scuttled. Meanwhile, I'm hanging out on the island, just kind of like in the water, swimming around, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to find this key. The galleon that we sank comes back and eventually they find me and kill me. Uh, unfortunately, I almost found out. It's funny. The, one of the guys was talking in game chat to a pirate legend that had randomly spawned on the ship. And he came in, and the one guy in the crew was like, "Hey, do you want to, do you want me to tell you where the key is?" And the pirate legend, the smart guy that he was, was like, "No, someone's here listening." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And I'm like, "Ugh, you couldn't have just like blurted it out like five seconds earlier, really?" So I die. I get back to my ship, and we sail in. And it was at this point that. Jorvik and I decided to double cross the galleon that we had allied and partner with the pirate legend crew that actually knew where it was. So we come about and start taking out the galleon who didn't know where the key was because that wasn't how we weren't going to get any loot that way. So the galleon that knew where the key was is now left with us at the island. And one of the kids on there, and I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say anything about the kid because I don't know who he was or anything about him, but he decides he doesn't want to share the loot. And he refuses to tell his crew or our crew where the key is. And the pirate legend and one of the other crew members got very fed up about this to the point where they tried to ram their ship, their own ship, into the fort and started firing cannonballs from the fort into their own ship to sink it because they were so frustrated with this, this person that didn't want to give us the information about where the key was so we could just get the loot and split it up. No, he was being selfish. He was even hurting his fellow pirate crewmates' time, which in this game, you spend a lot of time playing and you want to make sure that time has value. And sitting around at a skull fort with one person being selfish and not wanting to share the loot and not giving away the key's location is a very, very bad-mannered thing to do. So the pirate legend and one of the other crewmates, the one that wasn't associated with the person that knew where the key was, decide to leave. Jorvik comes out and says, look, 
this is a good, this is a simple situation. We all get the same cut. You invite us into your galleon. We will help you ferry the, the, the loot to the ship and help turn it in. We helped take out the other galleon. We helped you get the loot here. And you don't have to sacrifice any loot. You get all of it. But we get the same cut that you do. We just have to join your galleon crew since you now have two slots open. No, he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to play nice. He felt like we didn't work for it. When in actuality, we actually did. Not only did we sink them, but we sunk the other crew as part of the, the agreement. Yeah, we didn't destroy the fort, but you know what? That's That doesn't matter if someone, in, someone comes up, sinks your ship, kills you, and takes the key. Doesn't matter. So instead of playing nice, they decide to wait us out. They say, you know, we're, we don't know where it is, or we, we, we're going to be AFK. And they decided to try and troll us a couple bits. That's when this other sloop came in and sailed up to us. And the guys there were just seeing what we were doing. They thought that we were on an Athena's quest and that we had a sloop to go out to do the gold hoarder missions for a speed run, which is typically a good thing to do. You have one person go on the sloop crew in the galleon and you show the, the sloop crew where the gold hoarder missions are. They get the loot, you get the credit, and the Athena's gets done quicker. So I talk with the Jervik and I talk with the other crew and we, we find out that they're actually pirate legends in disguise. And this crew is actually just kind of going out having fun. So the galleon crew that is out there doesn't want to play nice with us. And I let the, the sloop crew know. I was like, hey, you guys mentioned something about Athena's. I was guarding our ship. I didn't quite hear it. I'm a pirate legend. If you'd like to do an Athena's, let me know. One of your guys can drop out. I can join your crew, drop an Athena's, and then you guys can head out since the alliance system isn't in place yet. And that's when he told me, he's like, dude, don't worry about it. We're all pirate legends, and we have enough Athena rep to cover what we want to do. Don't even fret. Good luck with this. And then they left. But that isn't the end of the story. The galleon crew proceeds to wait us out, and Jorvik disappears. I think he's on the other galleon crew, because he went off and he was sailing, and he started talking with them, and I was like, okay, well, Jorvik is going out and doing his thing. I'm just going to sit here and wait for this kid to decide that he's tired of being selfish and willing to share the loot, or at least invite us into it. No. I find out that I'm leaving. I, I decide, you know, like Jorvik tells me, he, he messages me in Discord, and he says, hey, dude, leave but don't do anything to them just say that you're giving up that you surrender and you're going to let them have the loot and leave so at this point I, we had barely any resources this has already been a couple hour fight we're pretty low on supplies so i decided i'm going to sail over to ancient spire outpost and refit us that's when i find out two very important things one jorvik is not on the sloop he is in the crow's nest of the galleon and two the sloop crew that came by did not leave with both of their party members. So I'm over at Ancient Spire Outpost, and I am basically just filling up our ship because I'm anticipating us having to deal with something because the fort key's on there. I know they know it's on there, and they know that I know that they know it's on there. Meanwhile, the sloop is just kind of going off and doing its own thing. So the galleon crew who was stuck at the fort, uh, their ship had actually gotten wedged between two of the cannon towers, finally makes it over there, and they are using their speak trump, speaking trumpet to act as though 
they have gotten the fort key and they're turning it in and they got all the loot and they came back fairly quickly because at that point they had sailed over to Ancient Spire and were pretending to grab the loot using in-game voice chat and jump off in onto the fort or onto the, the outpost to turn it in. And at this point, because Jorvik's already on the, on the mast, I already know that nothing's going on and I'm sick of these kids. So I start pelting their ship with cannonballs and I sink them and Jorvik is telling me no don't do it don't do it don't do it I don't care I'm done with these kids at this point they can sink sail back from wherever they came from and get the loot well they sink and we kill them and that was kind of the end of our story I later go on to find out that we're getting some loot from the from our mission we had been doing missions for a while and I've got a bunch of loot on board, and I want to make sure that Jorvik gets something. So he heads over with me, and we're digging up a bunch of chests. But he's got to go. He's got a meeting. And I can't get any of this loot turned in. And if I'd known, I would have gone to an outpost sooner and turned this all in so that he could have gotten something for the night. But he didn't, and it kills me, so I owe him on that one. But I'm at Crook's Hollow, minding my own business, digging up some chests, trying to finish out the night and just kind of be done with the whole thing. I have two sloops sail up on me while I'm solo. One of them is a disgruntled crew, another pirate legend, who was very upset and somehow managed to get on my ship uh, and then got into my crow's nest and tried to blow up my ship. And I find out that the other pirate legend crew, the one that was in disguise that had been at the fort, was sailing after them. And he starts calling out on his speaking trumpet. He's like, watch out, watch out. That guy is not a friendly pirate legend. He's trying to sink your ship. I don't know why he's so upset. So I go over and I help kill him. And then he just disappears. And the other galleon crew, the other sloop crew, the, the two guys that I was trying to help out earlier came over and he said, hey dude, I remember you from earlier. And I wanted to let you know, we had another guy on the fort. He killed the two kids that were over there that after they opened up the fort and we turned in all the loot. And I gotta say, I don't know who those guys were, but bless them. Bless their piratey hearts for doing what they did because I finally got some resolution from that kid that was trolling us so hard and just ruining the night because he was being too selfish to share in the game, especially after we worked so hard to try and get it. And it really, it felt good to know that the other crew out there was doing us a solid by coming by, even just to let us know. I didn't even care about the loot. The reputation was not of, of consequence. The gold would have been nice, but I've gotten other forts as well. But thanks go out to that crew for killing those, that other, that galleon and taking the gold and profiting off of it. Because at least those kids didn't get that loot, that ill-gotten gains that they suffered through multiple crews for and didn't want to give them any cut of it. They, they, they trolled the other crews, their their own crewmates. They trolled their own crewmates despite us. And that's not cool. That's not cool in my boat. And I got to say, the pirate legends that I've been running into, while there has been a lot of animosity towards them getting bored and killing other crews, I've been very happy with the ones that I do. Because as soon as I see another pirate legend... I instantly have respect for them because I'm imagining that they're on an Athena's quest. And that is a very hard thing to do, even with four people speed running it. So anytime I've seen them, I've always been very cordial and it's always, always worked out. In fact, it worked out tonight when I was doing loot and lore with the Frost 
Mr. Frosty, we were doing a show and we were out doing uh, uh, we were out doing a, a loot and lore game show. And sure enough, there was a two galleons. One was chasing after them, and the crew that they were chasing after was a pirate legend on their last uh, their last voyage to get the Athena's uh, chest. And one of the the pirate legends, he popped up on our ship, and we've been friendly the whole time. But as soon as he popped up, he said he was going to kill us. But because he saw I was a pirate legend, he didn't. And then we opened a dialogue. And I love that. I love that there's this kind of small, knit group, this community of pirate legends that respect each other enough to hear out what's going on because we know we're not in, in it for the reputation. We're in it for the fun. And we're in it to enjoy the game. So I've been very pleased with my experience since becoming Pirate Legend. And this is kind of kind of conclude the captain's log. I've gone on for way too long. I need to end the show because you guys probably don't want to hear about me babbling on about more stuff. But anyway, it's time to get into the end of the show. I'm going to talk about one review that I got, and I can't thank you guys enough for this because the, the reviews have been amazing. I'm up to 39 reviews right now, and I'm, I shouldn't be doing this when I'm actually recording, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, the latest review that I've gotten is a five-star review. I've got 39 reviews. It's great. I love it. But Elbarto826 says, excellent. Keep, up the, keep it up. Just wanted to shout out and thank you for an awesome job on the podcast. I listen every time a new episode drops and really enjoy the Captain's Log segment. I've been getting a lot of folks telling me that they really enjoy the Captain's Log segment. It's probably one of the coolest times I actually get to share stories from you. And I'm going to start entering in some of the Discord first mate logs as well, too. I want to make sure that my community gets shouted out on the podcast for really good stories. So if you have a really good story, join us on the Discord. I, I always have a link in the show notes that, that sends you to the Discord. Come in there, join us. Tell There's an entire channel just dedicated to stories to share with other people. So type it out, spend some time, weave it into a nice story. And if it's good enough, I'll put it on the show, especially if there's less stuff going on. And that's, I can't, I can't thank you guys enough. It, it, it warms my heart to know every single week I have someone to thank specifically for the show, just because they, they went and they spent the time to go on iTunes so that hopefully more people get to know about the show, more people get to learn about it. And hopefully more people learn stuff that's coming out with Sea of Thieves because it couldn't be a better community. It couldn't be a better company running this game and it couldn't be a better game to have to share with other people in the community as well too. So I love you pirates. If you want to get a hold of me, you can always reach me. Twitter, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always reach me in-game at C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-O-G-U-N. That's my gamer tag. I won't always be able to sail with everyone, but I do appreciate everyone that reaches out to me. Uh, where else? If you wanted to email me, say you don't do Twitter, uh, you can always email me at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. I think that's going to be it. I stream from time to time, but as things go, I'm having a more and more unknown schedule of what's going to be going on, especially in the future. Um, I'm going to have school maybe or a part-time job as things go. I'm not sure how that's going to look, but I'll let you know as always what's going on so you can always kind of tune in. I always try and post when I'm going live as well. But anyway, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for this show. Pirates, I love you. Thank you very much for being part of this. Thank you very much for being a part of the community, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.